0: I'm Troy Dodds and welcome to another edition of The Week. This is your complete look at the week that was and the week that will be in Penrith and Surround's. The Week can be heard every Saturday morning on Vintage FM in Penrith from 8am and also as a podcast on the Western Weekender website and social media from 9am Saturdays. We're also on iTunes. Simply search Western Weekender and you'll find the latest episode. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes as well to get the latest episode as soon as it lands. And why not leave us a rating so as many people as possible can find out about The Week. And if you're like me and you don't have an iPhone with iTunes, well, you can find us on Podcast Addict as well. Here at The Week, we want to keep you informed about what's happening in the city where we live, work, and play. We'll do that today with our team, Emily Newton, Nathan Taylor, Kate Reed. They'll all join us. Don't forget that the Western Weekender print edition is out every Friday, including your gloss property magazine, Western Property, and your rugby league guide, Extra Time. You can also view the digital editions and all the latest breaking news at westernweekender.com.au or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Vintage FM, of course, plays the music you grew up with, and you can listen on your radio, or, of course, jump onto vintagefm.com. Dot .au. Let's get the week underway. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time to have a look at some of the news of the week. And there has been an interesting twist in relation to the cemetery issue out at Wallachia Golf Club and also Fernhill at Mulgoa, which we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks. In a joint statement this week, the Penrith MP Stuart Ayres and the uh, Mulgoa MP Tanya Davies have voiced their concerns about both Fernhill and Wallachia's future. Uh, In their joint statement, they said, we wish to make clear our opposition to both the Fernhill Estate and the Wallachia Golf Club being used as future sites for cemetery developments. It is important that the amenity of Wallachia and the Mulgoa Valley be maintained. It was never envisaged by the local community that large-scale cemeteries would be developed on either of these sites. So a very, very interesting twist there in this story with uh, two members of the state government, two ministers in the Gladys Berejiklian government, coming out and saying, we do not want cemeteries at the Wallachia Golf Club site or on Fernhill. Watch this space. This story has a long, long way to go to develop. The other story of the week as well, we've been following this story now for a long time, but the family have murdered a four-year-old girl, Lauren Hickson. Uh, Longtime Penrith residents will remember this story from the late 1980s. Well, they can breathe a sigh of relief at least for a little while. Uh, Her killer will remain behind bars until early next year. Uh, Parole hearing was adjourned earlier this week for Neville Raymond Towner. Let's hope that the judiciary comes to their senses and keeps him behind bars when he fronts them again on the 16th of January. He has been uh, eligible for parole since 2009, been on day release. But um, let's hope that uh, that the family gets uh, some good news in January. You can read more about that in this week's Western Weekender. We'll come back, talk to Emily Newton about some more news stories from the week. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. <laughs> Emily Newton is here. Hello, Emily.
1: Hello, Troy. Now,
0: you were at the Penrith City Council meeting on Monday night. Um, One of the great things to do in Penrith, go to the council meeting. Oh, yes. And um, rubbish uh, was what was talked about.
1: Yeah, rubbish um, came up on the agenda.
0: Yeah, because uh, we we still talk in Penrith after all these years about the three-bin system. What have they decided? What Uh,
1: They've decided to keep doing it. So, overall, Penrith is, according to the council meeting, uh, leading New South Wales in many ways in their bin system. So, they're going to keep going.
0: Well, we did see on our Facebook page this week a, a big... Different uh, difference of opinion, I guess that people have. Some people are okay yep. with the system. Other people think that the uh, the red bin in particular needs to be. Like, yeah, that's weeping. right.
1: So I only live with my partner. So the two of us, we have no problems with it. We never fill our bin. The majority mm. of Penrith is where do you families. Are we going
0: to come around and put some things in your bin?
1: <laughs> I'd rather not say because I'm happy with my bin system okay. working. Okay. Um, but the most of Penrith, yeah, we there are families there. There's a lot of people that have young children that are in you know nappies and things like that. So mm. I understand where they're coming from with a lot of concern, but uh, according to council and a survey that they put out, 70% of Penrith is happy.
0: And Marcus Cornish, he was the one that wanted the uh, weekly bin. He was standing up for that.
1: Yes, he was the only councillor that stood up for that. So right. yeah, if you're for the three bin system or if you prefer two bins being collected all the time, you've got everyone versus Cornish.
0: Well, that's that's a pretty regular occurrence <laughs> at uh, Penrith City <laughs> Council, actually. Um, all right, so that's what's happening. But you, we should point out that if you did want your bin bigger or collected weekly, you can pay extra on your rates too, uh, to too. Yeah,
1: that- absolutely. So, if you do find that you need your bin collected more because it is filling up, you do have the option to have that service provided. You just have to pay more. So, it's it's not that council is hindering you from being able to have your bin emptied more often. It's just that if you want extra services, you need to pay for it. All right.
0: There we go. Emily, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Troy. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender time for Saturday Real Estate and hopefully you listened to our special edition of the week last Saturday where we caught up with uh, Steve Thomas from LJ Hooker talk about real estate and uh, buying, selling, renting, investing, all of that. If you didn't, you can uh, follow us uh, back on the website or on iTunes and find last week's edition of the week. Our property of the week this week on Saturday Real Estate is 51 Homegate Crescent in Cranebrook. Jim Aiken and partners have this listed and there's an uh, an open home today between 1 and one forty pm That's Saturday the 16th of of September you can call Jamaican and partners Jordan Springs on four 47- seven. 301777 if you want more information. It's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, one-car space home, but there's a bit more to it because housewise, you can't get much bigger for the money. And we're talking a price range of around $639,000 to six seventy-nine. dollars It offers plenty of size with upstairs being three bedrooms, a good-sized living area, and a renovated kitchen. And downstairs, there's a studio or maybe a teenage retreat, whichever way you want to look at it, maybe a home office, uh, which you'd certainly take advantage of. So the property would certainly suit an investor the would like two separate incomes from the one property, or of course, perfect for a home family, a big family, I should say, or someone working from home. So make sure you check that out uh, if you're in the market. 51 Home Great Crescent in Cranebrook. Uh, as I say, Jim Aiken and Partners have it at uh, Jordan Springs there, 47301777. And uh, you can inspect today on Saturday the 16th of September from 1 to 1.40pm. 1 also, uh, don't forget to pick up your latest edition of Western Property. It's a bumper edition this week, 64 pages, all all the latest listings, and if you go into the centre spread, you will get all the open homes. And boy, there are some open homes happening today right across our city. Just going through them, looking at all a lot of them in uh, Cranebrook, Emu Plains, Glenmore Park. A lot of open homes today. So if you're in the market, there's plenty of things to look at. Plenty of open homes available. Western Property, Gloss Property Magazine is out every single Friday inside the Western Weekender. This is Saturday Real Estate, and this is the week, and this is Vintage FM, and the Western Weekender. <laughs> This is Vintage FM playing the music you grew up with and the Western Weekend. Well, it's time to talk some rugby league. And last night, the Penrith Panthers played the Brisbane Broncos, of course, in the elimination semi-final. And unfortunately, Penrith season is now over. The Broncos winning 13 points to 6 at Suncorp Stadium. It was a disappointing performance from Penrith really because they had enough chances to win the game. They just uh, couldn't take them. Uh, that's pretty much the the tale of the tape. Uh, Penrith coach Anthony Griffin said as much after the game as well. that The opportunities were there but they just couldn't take them. A completion rate of 80% for Penrith compared to Brisbane 69% and they had more possession as well. More sets, more time at the footy, more complete sets. Um, just couldn't get there. More offloads as well. Uh, It just wasn't uh, to be, though, on the night. I thought Regan Campbell-Gillard was sensational last night, and he actually got Penrith back into the game at one stage. They were down 12-0, and then Regan Campbell-Gillard managed to score under the post, which Ported back to 12-6 and Penrith were a chance of coming home strong. In fact, in the post-match interviews, a couple of Penrith players said, look, they were pretty confident because the final 20 minutes is their best 20 minutes, but it just wasn't to be. And look, to compound everything, Tyrone May, the exciting eight looks like he's suffered a pretty serious ACL injury. He limped from the field. And uh, Look, it's not good. Uh, Panthers coach Anthony Griffin said in the press conference last night that it does look like it's an ACL, but they'll know more today. So fingers crossed that it's not so serious, but it doesn't look good for Tyrone May. As for Penrith, well, another season comes to an end without another trophy, but... I guess there were some highs that suggest that maybe 2018 will be a lot better and a lot more consistent. Uh, For Penrith to make the finals this year from where they were at one stage is pretty remarkable. They've now played semi-final football for two seasons in a row, which is important. Uh, So I think they'll go into next year pretty confident. We will review the season, though, in full on next week's edition of The Week. Nathan Taylor will join us in just a moment to talk more footy. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. We had the big semi-final last night between the Panthers and the Broncos, but it is time to go back a little bit. Uh, Nathan Taylor is joining me. G'day, Nathan. G'day, Troy. Now, let's go back. Let's talk referees because mm. uh, this was the big talking point of the week. I don't think we've ever seen a week where referees were talked about so much for getting it right. <laughs> exactly right. It's such a shame that um, that all
2: those great games last weekend were overshadowed by the, all the refereeing dramas. Of course, none of them bothered us as Panthers fans. No, no, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it is a shame that a great round of rugby
0: league were outclassed by some refereeing decisions. What did you think of Todd Greenberg coming out uh, with his press conference uh, earlier in the week?
2: Yeah, look, I think it was a good thing. I think there is too much refereeing bashing out there in, in the public and in the media. So I think what, what Todd Greenberg said, that the, the game needed to grow up was the right thing. But, um, you know, what can the game do to, to uh, stop that from happening? Do they ban coaches from talking about referees in post-match press conferences? Do they ban, ban journalists asking coaches mm.
0: about that? So what is the solution? Yeah, look, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with uh, referees being talked about and decisions being talked about, but you just want to see coaches taking more responsibility for their mm. own teams' errors. As I've said, a million times I wrote about it this week, but a, a team's error count and missed tackle count will always be higher than a, a referee perceived error count. Anyway. Well, that's right. I'd be very surprised if we, we see someone actually blame a player for a loss,
2: you know, publicly. Anyway, yeah. it sounds like they will do behind the scenes. I think that they get quite a raw deal from the coaches
0: in the dressing sheds, but I doubt we'll see one do it publicly. That's all. What about the bunker? Should um, hmm. is there any changes needed to the bunker, or are we pretty happy with the other uh, bunker system? Oh, gee, people.
2: There's some people out there that want to see the bunker gone, and I just. Think that just causes more problems. Gus Gould said on his podcast earlier this week that you know he wants it gone, but geez, you know yeah. what if they do these replays and you know you see someone hasn't grounded the ball properly or they have mm. they put a foot into touch, that just causes more problems. I just think it's fine how it is. The rugby league goes through cycles where you know, there's a refereeing drama and that just happens. And hopefully for the rest of the finals, there's no dramas. But
0: I think you need to keep the bunker long term. That's for sure. Otherwise, there's going to be even more problems. Give him a pay rise after last week. I say great job. <laughs> All right, we'll come back in just a moment. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Well, after falling to minor premiers Adelaide last weekend, it's all or nothing for the GWS Giants against West Coast on Saturday night. Big game tonight. Uh, Can the Giants fly the flag for Western Sydney, Nathan? Are they into a preliminary final next week? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, look, I hope so. I mean, they made... The preliminary final last year in their
2: first year in the finals and unfortunately lost to the swans in a thriller there but um let's hope the giants can go one better they're gonna to have to do it the hard way they're gonna be missing a couple of players in mm. in shane mumford and jeremy cameron who are out for the rest of the year with their uh, various injuries but um yeah west coast uh, had a thrilling win over um port the other day in extra time i think you, you said earlier that you watched
0: it, it, was, a, it was a good game I, yeah yes? it was a fantastic game uh, <laughs> i love i love the afl and uh Oh, they do it so well. Extra time was pulsating stuff. So maybe
2: we'll have a giant's extra time next year. Or well, maybe as well. we
0: will. You know, giant time. Uh, look, you know, the one thing about both the NRL and the AFL final system if there is one flaw, and it's a pretty good system, I yeah. think, the way it works. Yeah. But if you finish fourth, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's probably the toughest position to finish in in, in many ways because. You've done so well, you've made the top four, but your reward is to go to the team that finished minor premiers, the team, the best team all year, and you've got to play them on their home ground. I know you get a second bite, but finishing second or third or even fifth where you get to play at home yeah. and you get to play, you know, if you finish fifth, you get to play the team, the worst team of the top eight. Yeah. You know, it's fourth. It's yeah. a difficult
2: spot to you finish. Don't, you don't want to finish fifth because look what happened to Cronulla in, in the yeah, rugby yeah, league. They finished fifth and, and the Cowboys beat them. You want to finish in that top four to get that extra by the cherry. And as Brad Arthur said from the Eagles, you get that free throw at the stumps when you yeah. when you come fourth, I guess, playing first. So I don't think it really matters. Obviously, yeah, two and three would be better, but um, Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Giants tonight. Giants tonight against I guarantee yeah. you it will get underway on time because that's what they do in the AFL. Well,
2: there's going to be a bit of commotion going on at Syd Olympic Park because you've obviously got the yes. uh, the Parramatta Cowboys game happening at the same time. Yeah, so, be very busy. I'm there. sure the media will compare the crowds
0: once again for, yes. for this clash. But maybe rugby league might beat them this week. I think they will this week. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about that more next week. See how the Giants did tonight. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks, Troy. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time to have a look at some of the things that are happening around town. And let me tell you, this is Super Saturday today. It is a massive day in Penrith, and I just wanted to remind you about it, because as you're going out and about this morning, you're going to run into some pretty big crowds in certain areas of Penrith, and also right throughout the afternoon and tonight. because we've got the DEFCON 1 Music Festival happening out at the Sydney International Regatta Centre. I know Wilmo will be out there, surely. Uh, One of his favourite events of the year, DEFCON. So uh, Wilmo from Vintage will be over at that one, the Hardcore Dance Festival, everyone will be complaining about the noise and all of that, but it's a great event, brings in a lot of money for uh, Penrith, and let's hope that we get through without any dramas as far as uh, drugs and and things like that are concerned, because that has been an issue at that event in the past, but let's hope everyone just gets out there and has fun at the DEFCON 1 Music Festival. Uh, The other events, uh, big events today are sports-related, the uh, Matildas up against Brazil. That's happening at Pepper Stadium in front of a sellout crowd. Should be an absolute beauty happening uh, later on tonight. And uh, the Penrith Tennis International getting underway as well today. So there'll be uh, big crowds there and a lot of uh, traffic on Molgoa Road going to the Tennis International there at the uh, Nepean Tennis Centre. So uh, three big events. And also uh, I noticed Oktoberfest celebrations getting underway at the Bavarian there at Westfield as well. So it's going to be a, a very, very crowded day in Penrith today. Great to see, though. Great to see so many great events happening in our city And don't forget, if you want to know what's happening around town, you can uh, go to visitpenrith.com.au. That's Council's uh, What's On website, and it's got all the things that you can do around Penrith, the one-off events and also the uh, regular events and markets and things like that. But uh, the three big events today, DEFCON 1, the Matildas, and the Tennis International. What a day in Penrith. If you're not doing something, get out to one of those events uh, if you can get yourself a ticket, because I think uh, the Matildas, as I said, are sold out, maybe DEFCON as well. So maybe the Tennis International will be your go. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. I wanted to tell you about this story. Woolworths and Variety, the children's charity, are encouraging Penrith residents to kick a goal for charity this September by teaming up on their annual New South Wales Wall Token fundraising effort. So from right now, right through until the 3rd of October, 100% of funds raised through purchases of $2 footy-shaped wall tokens at Woolworths stores in Penrith will help Variety the Children's Charity to support children and families who are facing challenges through illness, disadvantage, or living with disability. Customers can purchase a wall token while doing their grocery shop at Woolworths and choose to add their names to the token, which will be proudly displayed in stores as a show of public support. And of course, Variety the Children's Charity helps children and their families with financial support for things like wheelchairs, specialist equipment, therapy and medical supplies uh, when they can't afford it and when government assistance simply isn't enough. So make sure you do your shopping at Woolworths uh, this month and if you're doing your shopping there, buy the $2 footy shaped wall token and the money, 100% of it, will go to Variety, the children's charity. Great cause and a great reason to shop at your local Woolies this month uh, as well. Just thought I'd give that a mention because I think it's a great cause and great to see our big supermarkets getting behind the community as they so often do. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Now Kate Reed is here. Hello Kate. Hey Troy. Now, we're going to talk eggs yes. today. Um, now, big question, uh, because everyone seems to have this uh, debate. Uh, eggs, good for you? Not good for you? What should we be doing?
3: Eggs definitely get the thumbs up. Uh, okay. uh, they're full of nutrients. Um, the biggest concern that's um, that people have had with eggs in the past is cholesterol. Mm-hmm. The good thing is that the Heart Foundation has confirmed that the cholesterol in eggs, and it's only a very small amount, um, doesn't have too much of an effect on blood cholesterol. Okay. So, the recommendations are around sort of six eggs a week mm-hmm. are okay, and... Um, and luckily, the five grams of fat that are in eggs, most of that is actually the good fats that we want to have.
0: Okay. Now, when we go out to a cafe, we're normally asked the big question: fried, scrambled, or uh, poached. Yep. I pick fried. Uh, <laughs> which one should we be going with?
3: Well, the healthiest option is probably your poached or your boiled eggs. Okay. If you scramble them using a bit of low-fat milk, is a good way to keep the fat content down. Look, fried eggs are fine. Good. But it's probably a good it's probably a good idea to mix it up a little bit. It, you know, it is going to be probably healthier for you if you have poached or the boiled.
0: Okay. And it's always a good. Idea too. You can uh, boil some eggs, put them in the fridge, and yeah. put them as a snack or put them in a salad, whatever it might be.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, in our household, we tend to boil up some eggs on a Sunday, put them in the fridge, and then over the next couple of days, you know, like you said, you can use them in salads put them on toast. Um, curried egg sandwiches are a favourite in our house.
0: Curried egg sandwiches. Yes, good old out. curried
3: egg. Um, okay. But yeah, they're really versatile and they're a good choice for people who might want to cut down on their um, meat intake but don't really like legumes and tofu and things like that because yep. they're a great source of protein as well.
0: And obviously, uh, we just got to be careful what we put with the eggs um, as well if we're throwing them in a breakfast. If they're with some bacon and some hash browns, they're probably not so good.
3: Yeah, look, that's probably a sometimes meal, I'd say. Yes,
0: every weekend or <laughs> All right, Kate. Good to know. Uh, eggs are uh, get the thumbs up from yes. you and from the Heart Foundation, and um, we can we can eat them to our heart's content. Yes. All right. Thanks, Troy. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. That is The Week for yet another week. Uh, whether you listened on Vintage FM or caught up with the podcast on the Western Weekender website or iTunes, thank you for listening. We would love your feedback, of course. You can leave us a rating on iTunes, or you can email us at week at westernweekender.com.au. Don't forget the music you grew up with on Vintage FM and Pedra's leading local newspaper, The Western Weekender, out every Friday. We'll see you next time on The Week. I'm Troy Dodds. See you then.